welcome to the One Girl Band podcast, a podcast for self-identifying women in business who want to do their own thing on their own terms. I'm Lola Hode and I'm the founder of One Girl Band, a collective for female and non-binary entrepreneurs and creatives to have a space to support, empower and connect with one another, as well as a creative business coach and a writer. This podcast is meant as a little pep talk for creative entrepreneurs who are craving that bit of motivation needed to get through this journey of self-employment, as well as chats with real life One Girl Bands that get to the heart of what they do. So grab a cuppa and get ready to be one step closer to living the life that you deserve and desire. Working from home or remotely can be a dream, but we all know that it can also be incredibly challenging. Not seeing another human for hours at a time, trying to resist watching come dime me all day, missing those little office perks. Anywheres are a wonderful brand that creates a monthly subscription box filled with productivity tools and delightful treats to give your working day a little lift. It's curated by remote workers for remote workers and you can get 10% off your first box with code OGB10 when you sign up at anywheres.co. In case others don't know you, could you introduce yourself and what you do? Yes. Hello, lovely, lovely Lola. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Thank Um, you for coming on. No, it's the pleasure. It's all mine. Assured, it's all mine. Um, But I'm Kerry Lyons. I'm a business design coach and in a nutshell, I help people make their day doom their day job. That is my kind of like overarching kind of like strap line. It sounds a bit cheesy. But yeah, no, um, the, the summary. Yes, yeah, it's a summary because I think it's so easy to go, I do this and I do this and I do this. Oh, and also do this mm-hmm. and I'll do this. So like on a top level, that's what I help people do. So mm. that can constitute from the very early stages of like, you know, coming up with, you know, what they want their kind of dream to be trying to really work on what their purpose is and how they can extract that out of themselves through to making that a tangible action so actually like coaching Mm -hmm. them into taking steps to making it real it could be that they have you know a side hustle and a dream in operation but they just haven't quite seemed to get it where they want it to be so it's kind of just helping them just take that step to move things forward Mm. to where they want to be and I do that through a number of channels, I guess. I have a podcast myself, so that is one of the the free kind of channels, I guess is a good way to say it, um, yeah. of yeah. me helping people. And I love doing that. And I get a lot of kind of DMs and feedback through that. So I love mm. how impactful that is. I also have an online program called The Imperfect Life Designer, which is specifically designed for people kind of at the beginning of the journey so they're trying to like find their thing that Mm. is the kind of starting point and it goes all the way through to -to one-to-one coaching on a more like not say advanced level but just a deeper level where people are really so like focused on getting a result and wanting to kind of specifically make something happen and they want to invest in themselves to ensure that it does I offer one-to-one as well and I'm going to be offering group coaching later on this year and I also have the Imperfect Life Planner so that's something that I've been offering for two mm, two and a half years ish yeah so that's like a physical planner product that is a planning tool to use alongside all the other resources that I offer Mm. um, to just get people into action right just start living their life that they were meant to live and stop apologizing stop being this like water diluted down version of themselves and what they want and actually like just go for the big guns like Mm. go for what you want and I'm going to help you get there basically that's what I'm there for and 
to kind of throw compromise out the window and God, yes. just go after what you want. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. We will talk about the Imperfect Plan in a bit because I remember I had the first edition, was it? Yeah. So that would have been two yeah. and a half years. Wow. That's amazing. That's gone. <laughs> oh, I can't even bear to think what's happened. It's a bit shuddering because it's like, oh God, that's gone so quick. So what was the starting point for you? When did you decide that self-employment and kind of getting people into the job that they wanted at the core of everything when did you decide that that was something you wanted to do what was kind of the turning point um there's been a couple um the first was back in my mid-20s when I had this like stonker of a quarter life crisis Mm. and had always had this like calling in a voice that's saying like you need to work for yourself Claire you need to work for yourself Mm -hmm. um and I started out in graphic design that's my kind of main kind of skill set that I've survived on for most of my adult life and yeah I basically kind of had this complete malfunction in my life and I had to like literally throw away everything that I had so a 12-year relationship like a house with a mortgage my job and everything and just decided to run away go freelance and like I just needed that complete like cut off separation Mm. um that kind of brought me strangely to moving to Ireland which was completely unplanned but that's the beauty of these things as well when you suddenly just decide I'm going to tear up the script you'd have no idea where you're going to end up (laughs) Um, I ended up in Ireland so I met um, my now husband in Ireland well I actually met him in America but we ended up living in Ireland together and I was quite isolated there so I was still working for myself in a freelance capacity but because it was only like me and him and his friends. I was like, Mm. I kind of feel like I need, I love living in Dublin. I love being here, but I don't feel like I've got my grounding. If you know what I mean, my like home is. Yeah. So I thought I just need to get a job in some kind of agency so I can just get some friends. Have that structure and yeah. Yeah, exactly. So human beings makes a difference. (laughs) I know, like unbelievably so, especially when you're not in your kind of environment that you're, I guess you grew up in or that you're mm. aware or uh, familiar with. So um, I did that and I got, I had a couple of, a couple of stinker jobs, to be honest. But, and then I kind of landed on my feet in this amazing job with a company that I still um, do some freelance work for as well mm. um, called Ebo. I have to give them a shout out because they're just like <laughs> amazing and have such a great relationship with the MD of that company. Amazing. Um, they feel like family and yeah, so I basically got exactly what I wanted out of it. But a few years into that, so this is kind of 2013 probably. So I've been there about three years at that point. Um, I just got that voice come back again. Mm. The voice of like, oh, you went to be for yourself, Kerry. And I was like, oh, this has come back. This is annoying. So I ended up having this like talk with myself and thinking, I, if I lost my job tomorrow, as in, you know, if they had to make redundancies mm. or whatever, like what would I do? And I was like, I'd just go freelance again. Like, I'd make it work. I'd use my design skills to kind of pay the bills until I figured it out. Mm. So I literally just woke up the next morning, asked to speak to the MD. I was like, can we have a chat? Here's my notice. I just feel like I've got something else in me. I need to, I don't know what it is. And I don't have, like, the capacity to take that on while I'm here Mm. every day. And it's something you can't ignore. When you have that realisation, it's very hard to kind of close that box again. Exactly. Yeah. It was like every lunchtime I would have to leave the studio to just get air because mm. I was so like 
it just didn't feel right. Um, and I think when you have that recurring weightiness in your day to day, you're like, something has to change. So, um, yeah, that's what I did. So I handed him my notice that, that day. Um, and like I say, thankfully for me and like the relationship that we'd built, he was like amazingly supportive. Mm. And I was like, you know, if, cause I was like the main like producer of all their creative, really, wow. there were some like junior people, but, um, there wasn't anything in place for me to just kind of go. Mm. So I said like, I'm happy to like weather the transition with doing freelance work, if that helps you out, blah, blah, blah. So that ended up being the arrangement and it kind of suited everybody as time's gone on. And yeah, so then I started in the whole, I want to get my hands into something tactile and something creative again, because I had like a digital design life. I was like, I just want to like use my hands again mm. in a, a, like a, a real life way rather than just clicking on a mouse and keyboard. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's when it got back to like illustration and greeting cards and gift work. And that's obviously how we connected mm. when you were on that scene as yeah. well. So, um, yeah. So then I was like, had my own stationery line and did the whole trade show circuit and getting into like retail. Mm. And yeah, so that was my next kind of transition. And that was probably about 2013 to 2016. I think I did about three years. Yeah, about the same of me then. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, we were very similar. I think mm. uh, kind of trajectories were quite similar. Um, but I thunk out a kid. <laughs> yeah, you that did point. that. <laughs> yeah, so, and that was like a real, like after that, like I've had the turning points, but mm. becoming a mother was such a massive jolt. Um, I had to recalibrate so many things. Mm. Yeah, so I had a, um, I had my daughter and what I was doing with my stationary line was very hands-on. It was a lot of packing stuff myself, doing all of it myself in terms of the design, the promotion, the dispatch. And it was like such a time suck for such a minimal reward yeah. and return yeah. financially. And I know everyone on that scene has a, a similar kind mm. of issue, I guess, a similar struggle with it. It's definitely the um, at the time. biggest hurdle in in that yeah sure I love I also love calling like stationery a scene I think that's like, like you never would have expected it would you be like oh yeah the stationery scene it's like yeah 100 <laughs> percent. yeah and I mean I know it's possible and if that was my passion mm. if that was my true passion I know I can make that work because plenty of businesses do yeah. that plenty of businesses get the structures in place and they have the processes in place that make it an extremely profitable mm. enterprise but from that experience and like I said becoming a mother and really having to reevaluate my priorities mm. like it I it was so clear that that wasn't my thing yeah um but what I say to my clients and my students all the time is that that is all part of it mm -hmm. so with me kind of taking these leaps and going into these like unknown scenarios with just this thread of faith mm. that me taking whatever direction it is at the time is the right direction even if it doesn't end up being like the end finale mm. it's all supposed to be happening as it's happening so and I think that's something from, we need to remember isn't it that it's never the yeah. end like it's never if you decide to stop something and go down another route that's not to say that that route is the final route like it, it's going to change again there's going to be so many yeah. chops and changes in 
anything that we do when it's by ourselves because we do have that we've got that intuition and we've got that gut feeling and when you work for yourself it's very like I said it's very hard to ignore that it's very hard to kind of go no I'm fine doing this I'm fine don't worry (laughs) and yeah and kind of push that away so yeah I like that that it's not the finale it's not the it's not the final point of the journey yeah and it's almost like do I ever really want the finale as well Mm. like I'm I'm so happy kind of going where I'm going and just kind of letting it evolve and be kind of like flow into me and flow towards me rather Mm. than me grappling and trying to like grab something and make that like a desperational energy about Mm. it desperational that's a new word I'm gonna throw in there (laughs) (laughs) it's not aspirational it's desperational (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so at that point then I had um, and in fact I just want to touch on the fact everything you just said there is the kind of underpinning of my brand which is the imperfect life because it's trying to explain and really underpin that yes it's supposed to be messy yes it's supposed to be like squiggly Mm. yes it's supposed to be like unclear and murky but it's like it's just so worth it It just following these little like cookie crumbs Mm these little trails into like just listening to your intuition Mm. it's meant to be imperfect so just as the the earlier you can embrace that lack of perfection you don't need it to be perfect the more enjoyable it's going to be um so yeah and at that point then I had my stationery line which I was really proud of like I got it into some really good stores but I did have an opportunity to come up with um John Lewis Mm -hmm. and I was like I just rather than be like crazy excited I just had a horrible like sinking feeling I was like oh no I don't want to do this and then obviously you just feel like a bit of a tick because you're kind of saying um thanks but no thanks which just sounds ridiculous I had that with liberty and that was something I really strived for or thought I was striving for and then when the opportunity came I was like actually I don't want it (laughs) yeah and that's so negative as well isn't it yeah yeah it's it's a really strange feeling of kind of you think you want something and you think that you're kind of everything you're doing is going towards that goal and then when that goal does eventually kind of arise you're like oh actually I don't want this this isn't something that I want to strive for how did you how did you deal with that with John Lewis like what was the kind of was there like a moment one evening where you just thought no I I don't want this this isn't something I want anymore well, I mean, it did come about at the t- at a time when I was moving from Ireland to England. Mm-hmm. So logistically, um, it was a challenging kind of prospect anyway. Mm-hmm. So I did use that as my like cop out. Yeah. And then shortly after that, I was like, I'm wrapping this up. <laughs> so I didn't necessarily say to them, it's like, thanks, but no thanks. Thanks, but um, I'm all right. <laughs> You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm actually too good for you. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, yeah. But like, and I think just for anyone listening really be so in tune with that kind of sensation in your body it's so indicative of where you should be going and the steps that you should be taking Mm. if anything feels like weighty and heavy there's a difference between something feeling uncomfortable because it's exciting and it's like a bit terrifying and it's like Mm. intriguing and a real sense of like obligation and weightiness and like dread yeah there is a massive difference between those two feelings that can feel a little bit similar or be misread. So that was just definitely for me. And so from that point, I was like, so I have this business that I've built up that I'm actually really, really proud of and still I'm really proud of. 
um, but it's not my thing. And I was like, if any time I'm going to be taking away from my daughter is going to be taken, it needs to be for some purpose. It needs to be something that's bigger than me, something that's bigger than what I'm doing right now. It's, it can't just be about earning money. Yeah. Because my relationship with my daughter is just too precious for that. Yeah, it's a priority. That that's where yeah. everything kind of and, the foundation is. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't have that obviously foresight before becoming a mom. So it was then when I was like, okay, so what can I utilize in all the stuff that I've learned, the people that I've worked with in terms of like production partners and the printing processes and all that kind of stuff that I have experience in, and bringing in all the stuff that I've learned in terms of like personal development along the way. Mm. And then this first idea for the Imperfect Life Planner was born of that. Mm. So I spent like a whole year preparing for this Kickstarter campaign. So in the like the autumn of 2016, I started like going to the trade shows to meet suppliers rather than be the supplier and started making these connections and like planned and prototyped and tested and did all this like stuff for pretty much the whole year up until the end of summer 2017 Mm. when I launched my first Kickstarter. So it was about creating a product that had a big enough price point to absorb someone else shipping it for me because I didn't want to be the person that every time an order came in, I had to think now I have to like drop everything where I am, Mm. go to my studio, pack up, then get to the post office or, you know, be there for people to collect the packages or whatever. So it was all about kind of designing my business around the lifestyle that I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's very much been my priority since that point. So it's like if something feels like a good idea, but if it doesn't work with the way I want to be living my life, it doesn't like make the doesn't cut. go any further. No, it doesn't because, and this is what I try and, like one of the first things that I do in my kind of number one session with my one-to-one um, coaches is to get really clear on what this kind of dream business looks like because, you know, if you're thinking of like photography and wedding photography, say, in particular, but you hate, you know, losing your weekends and your entire summers and summer weekends, then it's like that's not the model that's going to work for you because like three months in, you're going to be so resentful for every opportunity that comes up and it's not going to be a fit. So it's helping people really get to a place where they're realizing they can design it how they yeah, want you can design your business to go around yeah you can you can do things the way you want it's not unrealistic it's not kind of like imagining something out of thin air like there is there's so much scope with what we do in terms of being our own bosses and I think sometimes we forget that we are in control we don't have to kind of be yeah. looking at what everyone else is doing and listening to everyone else's experiences and everything like that to design the life that we want. Yeah, and and Lola, your business is a testament to that as well. From <laughs> the way that you've Yeah, but the same in the same sense that I've kind of like traversed and pivoted mm. and done what I needed to do. Mm. And you've done the same and you're still here. Just about you know, and I know <laughs> holding on. We're all we're all just about yeah like, there's no let's not kind of give any hashtag Instagram no, filters here there's no bones about it it's there's no easy option mm. but I don't believe there's any easy option with like the employed life no. either I think either way there is a sacrifice to be made there is a a pro and a con mm-hmm. on either side mm-hmm. and it is a case of you know when you are working for yourself yes you have that responsibility but you also 
have that responsibility. You yeah. know, it totally depends on your perspective. It's like in your power to create whatever the feck you mm, want. I like that. And that is so liberating. So liberating. Um, so yeah, and that's basically what I did. So the first um edition was funded, thankfully, my first campaign after some like miracle of God. <laughs> um yeah anyone that followed that always kind of goes oh do you know what I followed you in your first campaign it's like and I didn't think you were gonna do it I'm like I know (laughs) (laughs) so yeah but it was um it was character forming shall we say that's very hard very very hard and it paid off definitely yes it did yes and yeah from from that point then my Part of my offering was uh, this Facebook group that was this kind of support system for people that had the planner. And from that, there just came to be like a need that people needed a bit more support. Mm. And like my whole kind of like coaching arm, should I say, of the business was born from that then. And then it evolved into more of a coaching business than a planner slash stationary business. Mm. And yet the imperfect life became its own thing through like a blog that I started and now it's like a podcast and yeah so it's just it's been such a like an organic let's just go with the flow and thinking this feels like a good idea this fits with the life that I want to live let's try this mm-hmm. turning them some things off that didn't quite go like the way I wanted to and then turning the volume up on others that did and here we are how so how did you deal with kind of any fear that came up when things were shifting and changing and you kind of got that feeling of okay maybe this isn't the way I want things to go maybe this isn't kind of conducive with the life that I truly want how did you and do you because I know for sure that that fear is very much still there with everyone like how how do you deal with that how do you kind of navigate that feeling of like we said kind of there's a difference between dread and just being uncomfortable how do you deal with that? Um, I'd say I was a, I'm trying to think of an articular way to say this, and I don't think no, I have one. It doesn't need to be but, at all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's just be clear: fear is never going to leave mm-hmm. you, right? It's something that you're just going to have to accept and work with. And how I personally deal with it is, I see it as my friend. Mm-hmm. I see it as my guide because if I am in fear of something and the more uncomfortable I feel about the prospect of something, the more I know that's what I need to do. So a case in point with the Kickstarter campaign that I'm doing at the moment for the third edition of the planner, um, I had the funding goal thinking if I can just get one planner made, I can do a 10 grand budget or funding goal. Because obviously the way crowdfunding, most crowdfunding platforms work is you have to get all the money or you don't get any. And I knew what I wanted was a 25 grand goal. So I wanted to get four designs of the planner made. I have like a sticker book and pens and pen loops. And like, there's a whole like suite of there's things. There's a whole range as opposed to. Yeah. There's a whole range. Exactly. And like, that's what I want. But there was so much resistance in me going for that. Mm. And like at this point in time, who knows what's going to happen with it? Like, I have no idea. Um, I have a quiet knowing that whatever happens, it's going to be absolutely fine. And I'm, I'm so comfortable in that because I was in integrity with myself and what I wanted. Mm. And that's what I can advise my clients to be focused on. It's not about the outcome. 
So it's not about being kind of really getting hung up on trying to get this 25 grand, even though in this particular instance, it's kind of crucial. (laughs) (laughs) But like with anything that you're going for, like the Kickstarter or the crowdfunding um, route is a very unique kind of way to approach things in business in terms of most things you can just trial it and trial it and trial it and just keep chipping Mm -hmm. away at it. Um, But this is a bit like an all or nothing moment. Um, But generally it's that feeling that it's not about whether you get it or not. It's the fact that you did it, right? And just having such respect for yourself and love. I mean, it sounds so cheesy, but like really having affection for yourself going, do you know what? You're doing this. And that is so freaking cool. You know, and really just rewarding yourself for that. That's like, I have my goals for the year are so much bigger than a 10 grand Kickstarter campaign. Mm. So if I go in, if I start my year off with this like meek, semi-achievable target because it feels like the easier thing to do, like I'm not in integrity with myself, with what I want, with the business that I want to live, like lead this year. So I was like, I don't have any choice but to go for the 25k yeah. goal, regardless of whether I get it or not. Is not what I'm getting hung up on, um, because it's just going to be fine. I know it's going to be fine and. It might be that my planner isn't part of my offering this year, if that is the mm. case. Um, I'd be heartbroken if that is the case, but it's just not my focus. No. But in terms of like a practical tip of how to move past fear, I've got better at it the more I've been coached myself. So I now am never not being coached. I never not have my own coach. And it's something that I have learned in the last probably six months Mm. no it's longer than that nine months um I dipped in and out of having a coach and then the periods of time when I didn't have one it was such a struggle to try and like keep myself going on my own and it sounds a bit like indulgent I think to some especially in the UK it can be a bit like what um but from having worked with my own coach as well as kind of being a coach myself having the focus or asking yourself the question am I focusing on what I want or what I don't want mm. Oof. knowing How powerful is that? yeah n- it's just and it gets me every time without fail and it's kind of knowing that whatever wherever your focus is is what you're going to bring in so whether it's a conscious thing whether it's an unconscious thing wherever your focus is if it's on like you know, say me like refreshing my Kickstarter campaign. No one's pledged today. No one's pledged today. So that is serving. You're focusing on the fact, yeah. Yeah, that is serving nobody. That is not getting any more people to my page. That is what I'm going to end up doing, right? I'm going to end up with that total because that's where my mm. focus is. So it's just asking myself, am I focusing on what I want or what I don't want? And 100% of the time when I'm in fear, I'm focusing on what I don't want. Focus on it not working out. I'm focused on how embarrassing it's going to be. I'm focusing on or like plethora of things that just are this like worst case scenario. So instead I literally journal out, what do I want? Where am I going to put my focus now? And it's like 10 more people that I can help today. How can I find 10 more people that need this product? How can I get really excited about today? Get two people more excited, whatever it is. Like I'm just setting myself these refocuses that just get me channeled and get my energy channeled in a positive direction you know 
And it sounds so simple, but it's something that we forget to do because yeah. as humans, we do focus on the bad. We focus on the negative and that's that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's a very human thing to do. Mm. It's it's like a slight self-sabotage and everything like that. But if we just take a moment to, as you say, to refocus and to restructure that narrative and go, okay, Right now I'm focusing on the fact I haven't got those pledges. Right now I'm focusing on the fact I haven't reached my sale target for this month or things like that. Let me try and bring it back. Let me try and go, right, how am I going to get to that sales target before the end of the month? What are some actionable, tangible things I can do? And even if you don't reach it, even if you don't kind of hit the goal that you're after, just the, just the fact, just the action of you going right I'm refocusing I'm thinking of tangible ways to get to this like that makes such a huge difference in your mindset in your working day in your productivity everything like that because you're going after what you truly want 100%. rather than going after the things that you're scared about but that listening to fear is such like I could tell you many stories and many times where I've gone where fear has dictated everything I've done. Mm. And in those times, it will be where I've fucked up or I've made a mistake or I've probably felt like I failed and everything was done. I was kind of, my career was done. Everything was done. Um, But by kind of taking that moment of, right, what do I actually want? What is actually kind of pulling at my heartstrings right now? Like what is something that I really want to focus on and get done. It is that just that tiny little shift, even though that can feel like the hardest thing in the world in those moments where you do think, all right, I can't, like everything's done. It's that tiny little shift that can make such a difference, not even in your, in that day, but in your career in general. Yeah. hundred percent. And I, I kind of phrase it myself to my audience as, that it's not about like arriving and getting there. It's about kind of witnessing firsthand the person that you're becoming while you're doing it. Mm, the journey. Yes. Yeah, so again, I'm just forever full of the cheesy cliches. But it's, <laughs> they're there because they're valid, right? Yeah. People like exactly. It's see, impactful. Yeah. And it is that. So it's it's seeing that like, yes, I didn't get the goal. But how many lessons can I take out of this? How like much did I show up and like, do stuff way out of my comfort zone that I wasn't doing four weeks prior. Mm. And then it's like, okay, so now what's the next challenge? What's the next like step on the journey to kind of get to where I want to be? How can I do this differently? And not even so much about like the tactics and the strategy and how, what actions can I take? It's also about like, how can I enjoy this process? Because Mm. like, if you're not enjoying it, what is the point? (laughs) So every morning I'm like, how can I enjoy this today? How can I enjoy this horrendous discomfort that I inflict upon myself regularly may mm. I add I'm a little bit sadistic um, but yeah it's like how can I enjoy it I think it? we all are as entrepreneurs to be yeah. honest yeah true true um but yeah, you'll find me like dancing so much on my um Instagram account I'm just like dancing is my way to just keep my vibrations high keep my energy mm. high keep my energy focused on what I want and it's like yeah. I'm just enjoying the process of making my dream come true and trying to make my dream come true and in whatever way that is right for me. Um, And that's what I encourage 
my clients to do as well and anyone that follows me that isn't yet a client it's like just just do you boo you know yeah yeah so talking of the campaign and kickstarter how has your experience of that been so the first one was two and a half years ago and then you did the second one now you're on the third one what have you learned along the way in kind of in any of those instances because we all know it's hard fucking work (laughs) yes but do you feel like you're seasoned professional now or does it still feel quite like ah um jesus no nowhere near seasoned professional and i think Mm. what might be different in some people's perception this time around is that okay the first time I was like a girl with a dream and it's like let's get behind her because look how hard she's trying bless her (laughs) and this time it's a bit like well she's a business now she can sort this out herself I think there might be a bit of that okay that's interesting isn't it yeah because I mean my choice to fund this production with a crowdfunding was a market test as well because Mm. the the function of the planner has slightly changed since the last two editions so it's like a 90-day planner rather than a calendar year planner okay purely from my own experience of planning in 90-day cycles has like revolutionized how I work how I get things done my business everything and I was like I can't not reflect this in like my flagship product yeah um so yeah it was disruptive in terms of it's not what people were expecting so I thought if I crowdfund this, this is going to be the, going to give me the litmus test to see if this is viable or not, and that's the, the purely the reason behind doing it this way. So, I will obviously get the conclusion of that um, in a few short weeks. <laughs> but in terms of what I've learned, it's for Kickstarter campaigns or Indiegogo, whatever. It's a lot more about the pre-work than the during work, mm. and really kind of getting an appetite and a thirst for the product beforehand is the easiest way of doing it, I would say. And I think on both occasions, I have improvements to make there. I could have done a better job, but I think part of my challenge in the lead up to this campaign was my own mindset and hiding and procrastinating on creating the content and building that momentum beforehand because of me knowing that it was different, Mm. you know, the discomfort of like, okay, so are people going to like this? Who knows? So I definitely had a lot of stuff and like shite is probably the best way to describe it (laughs) to get past, um, to even just get it out there. And I'll be completely honest and frank about that. And I am an open book entirely and I will confess to that. Mm. So, it feels a very reminiscent campaign to my last one and it's a lot more about in the campaign than before it. Mm. But yeah, I feel really positive, which is really bizarre, but I think that's because of the amount of like work that I've done on myself between the two campaigns. There is just like a real, not like a quiet confidence that it's going to work out because that sounds a bit arrogant but it's like whatever no, the result it's, is, it's going to work yeah. out, if yeah. that makes sense. It, it's not going to be a negative thing. 100%. Either way. Yeah. Even though I'm so, I think I'm prouder of this planner than anything else I've ever made. Throughout my whole design career, through all my like 
coaching and digital offerings, this is like, yeah, it's like my proudest creation. And I just mm. know how much it's going to help people. So in that sense, I feel like I may have let myself down a bit pre-campaign of how I've not kind of prepared it and given it the platform that it deserves, probably mm. is the best way of saying it. But in the same token, it's like I still feel really good about it. I still feel so passionate about letting as many people see it as I can. Yeah. Um, and I'm just going to like go to the last seconds, no doubt about it in my mind, that I'm like fighting for this thing to happen. Yeah. Um, and then taking it from there, basically. Amazing. Amazing. I think that's the thing, isn't it? When we've kind of, when we've got a piece of work, whether that's a product or a package or just something that we're offering that we're super, super proud of, mm. there is still, like, even if we are, like, this is the best thing I've ever done, everyone is going to love this, <laughs> there is still that niggling feeling around promoting it and I think like there is that kind of there's obviously a lot of chat about self-promotion and kind of how female entrepreneurs feel about that and how we do struggle with that and how that is a very common hurdle that we come up against um for many many reasons mostly because we feel that we have to be quiet and we feel that we can't really shout about our achievements and be proud because yeah. there's a lot of a lot of mess tied up into that but how do you deal with that feeling of ickiness around self-promotion is that something that has gotten easier with the kickstarter campaign over the years or is it still something you feel that you're aware of like it, it's it's there yeah I mean I don't necessarily have um a lot of resistance around you know saying what it is that I do and trying to reach the people who need it mm. I think how I get around that is by just taking the focus off my own ego mm -hmm. and making it about the person that needs it yeah so I see it as it's a hundred percent my responsibility. I'm just obviously talking in the context of context of the planner because it's topical. Um, yeah. But it's my responsibility to get this in front of the people that need it, and I see it as mm -hmm. like it's something that people need rather than something I need to sell. Mm -hmm. um, because I have like with trialing the planner before the launch with um, a group of clients, the results and the changes that people made were like whoa this is so freaking cool. This is like, mm. this is going to change lives. So I just, it's, it's having so much kind of belief in what you are selling from the perspective of who it's helping or who is gaining from it. And that like, it's, it's, they need it. They need to be made aware. Mm. They need to know about this. Yeah. That's yeah. how I see it rather than I need this to sell. Yeah. Um, because the and minute you come from that perspective, yeah, wow, that's such a powerful shift, like kind of just switching that narrative of, oh, God, I need to sell this. I need this money. I need to get this X, Y, Z and just going, no, like my audience needs to hear about this. That's such a powerful shift. Yeah. And it's like the minute you do the opposite of that, the minute you are thinking about, oh, I need the money and mm. I need this to work. You, you again, having that focus on what you don't want. Right. That's yeah. where the energy comes from the vibration is low it's like 
stinky desperate breaths that people can smell through their phones mm-hmm. <laughs> you know <laughs> it's the opposite of of what you are trying to put out there so mm-hmm. that is always my focus it's like what does my person need to hear what yeah. do my people need to hear to realize how this is going to change their lives and that's genuinely what I believe mm-hmm. with the products that I sell now like I didn't obviously so much feel that with my stationary line and I know this kind of podcast isn't just for people that um you know produce something on a self-help kind of level Mm. but in in any way like if your products are really if it's like a greeting card right and it's gonna really like strengthen relationships and you know build like that kind of what's the word I can't kind of grasp an exact Uh, word of what I'm trying to say but you know what I mean like yeah (laughs) seeing perspective of the recipient right and what that buyer that's going to send this card or this gift whatever it is how that's going to impact their relationship and really kind of take it right back to like not just the transaction between you and your customer but like the customer and what they then do with your creation right if it's going to impact their home and how they feel and you know when they pull up on the drive and they feel excited about getting to their house because they see that that's there and Mm-hmm. thinking that just thinking of it in such an emotive way totally takes it out of this context of I need to make a sale definitely definitely like, and I think lines. that's something I know that a lot of my product-based clients struggle with that and I definitely struggled that with cards I, I just thought I'm not changing anyone's lives here like this isn't yeah this isn't kind of the be and be end and end all of like this person's life it's a it's a Two, it's a piece of paper cut in half kind of thing but if you look at it in the way of it's bringing a tiny snippet of joy to that person's life for probably four or five seconds but that's a snippet of joy they wouldn't have got otherwise if they hadn't have received that card if they haven't received that print or anything like that and then they have that kind of constant source if it's up in their house and everything like like you just said but yeah, it's not changing lives. It's not going to, it's not changing the world, but it's giving those little snippets of joy that they otherwise wouldn't have got. And I kind of feel like that's just as important as doing the groundbreaking shift changing work. And I think that's definitely something you notice when you go from a product based to a service based business, you kind of, you, you see that change you see that shift oh yeah but yeah you're dead right it's 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 not underestimating the fact that the work is done in these little moments when you can Mm -hmm. spread happiness spread joy spread affection like saying I'm thinking of you I mean I know we've gone for the card route because it's relevant to like the route that we've taken ourselves yeah it's it's anything like jewelry yeah. yeah um art in the home or clothing anything right how it's making the person feel or the recipient at the end feel and if you can like lift someone's day imagine that amplified by the amount of people that you can lift and like that is a massive thing without you creating what you're creating they're not having that in their lives Mm. so it is a responsibility for you to like find those people find your people and make them see that value Mm. oft 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 and shift the two sound effects again (laughs) I just need a soundboard with those two things that I just click every so often. And amazing. Oh, yeah. God. Oof. The amount of times I say amazing is... Ah. But anyway. <laughs> What's your why? Why do you do what you do? 
Okay, I have a, a bit of a layered why, which is probably not what you want me to do, but I'm going to go with no, it anyway. I want you to do anything that is you. This is the thing. There is no wrong or right way of doing this. Yeah, and I think as well, when I talk to my clients, your why is okay to change as well, because I think as people come in and out of your life, let it flow. Don't get like hung yeah. up and it doesn't mean that much to me anymore. Get a new one. It's an evolving thing. It's not a It's not a stagnant kind of, this is your why forever. Yeah, 100%. Because I think the more my business has evolved into, you know, really helping people step into the life that they want to live and being less about, you know, nice design, um, reflecting back on my own childhood when my kind of parents split up, my mom was like a stay-at-home mom and uh, my dad left and my mom was kind of left like, what am I going to do, right? I have no kind of career behind me. I have no like anything behind me. And she was kind of like thrust into temping work and basically lived her entire professional life then just working to pay for us to be alive. Mm. And even in that moment, it kind of really triggered me as a kid to be like so driven, so independent. So I'm never going to rely on anyone, which has its flaws as well, right? Um, yeah, I sound like a ball to be around, didn't I? <laughs> um, but yeah, it really kind of cemented in my mind that it's like, I want to be living my life exactly as I want to live it on my own terms. And I don't want to be kind of reliant on any outside means. Mm. and that obviously has served me in a lot of ways in terms of the achievements that I have you know achieved um but it has been to my detriment as well in that I've I have really struggled with asking for help and getting support and even you know going to the likes of having a coach myself mm. from that but that idea that in fact I'll give a little addition to that so when I had kind of like got through all my kind of career goals that I wanted and I got to my mid twenties. Um, I lost one of my closest friends to breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, she was 26. I was like literally just 27. And it was like such a wallop around the head of like, what are you doing, Kerry? What yeah. are you doing? How short is life? And you're faffing about worrying about should I work for myself or not? Just mm-hmm. give it a go. Right. And I ended up then obviously turning up the script in my life, like I mentioned before. Um, and both of those kind of experiences really cemented in my mind. That's like, if you're not living your life exactly how you want, you're wasting it. Mm. And that is so like a driving force for me every morning that, and all with the changes that I've made, if something's happening in my business that doesn't feel right, it's not giving me the lifestyle that I want. It won't make the cut. And I'm so like military about it. Mm. And like, regardless of like financial impact, that's just not, I mean, it's a value of mine, but it's not like up there like this Mm. is. Um, And that is basically what drives me to just try and not convince, because that just sounds like a real, like a desperate air about it. But I just, I'm on such a mission and I feel so passionate about empowering other people, especially women, to realize that they can choose themselves. Yeah. And life They're is just allowed. far too short permission. not to. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah. If you have an inkling of an ambition, of a dream, of anything, if you mention it to me, prepare to make it happen because I do not <laughs> let people get away with it. Yeah, I, I went through a stage where a lot of my powers were going self-employed and the blame was put on me. <laughs> I was like, ah, 
potentially a bad thing but also no I'm gonna own it yeah go self-employed just do it (laughs) but even that like so even if you know they go self-employed and it's not their thing it's the very fact that they're like they're trying these things and they're realizing you know what's what they're doing right now isn't working Mm -hmm. and just being open to the fact that it's like this is one go that we get Mm -hmm. if you have a a desire or a curiosity about doing it do it because you don't get a second go okay you have plenty of goes to have different goes at different things, but you have one life to fill up. So like pour it up and let it overflow. And that's it for episode 70. You can find out more about Kerry on Instagram at Kerry Lyons Co. And her Kickstarter for the Imperfect Life Planner is up now. So do go have a look and support if you can. If you've liked what you heard today, do head over to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash one girl band to become a part of the gang and to get exclusive content. And don't forget to leave a review or a rating so more people can find out about us. You can find out more about the work we do at onegirlband.co.uk and at onegirlband underscore on Instagram. Also, another big thank you to our sponsors, Anywheres. The Anywhere subscription box is great for any freelancer or remote worker who wants to find new ways of being productive and to feel valued. It's filled with a combination of tools to make your flexible work life better and delightful things that will make you smile in amongst the madness that is self-employment. So don't forget to use OGB10 for 10% off your first box when you sign up at Anywheres.co. I will see you next week. Have a good one. And remember that I'm always cheering you on.